What the hell? What the hell? What the hell is up? What the? Hi, my name is Claire and I'm here to chat with artists, creators, and inspired folks about passion and their visions for success on an earth that's melting. We'll talk about identity, creativity, community, and how art can cultivate healing and change. Along the way, you'll hear music from rising indie artists. I believe the art is meant to connect us. When we listen, respond, and create, we connect and have the power to make change, even while living on this chaotic earth. So what the hell is up with you? Hello, stars. Welcome back to What the Hell is Up, a podcast where I ask artists what the hell is up and ask myself the same. I'm back from my grand hiatus, finally ready to return to the podcast this fine October. I currently find myself at a hostel in Dublin, Ireland. Um, I'm very eager to get back into this podcast after an intense summer of transition. We've all been told that transitions are difficult, no matter if they're for the better or not. Endings, beginnings, changes, it's all a bit rough, but life's an endless unfolding of changes, really. I'd like to begin this new season with a heartfelt thank you to those listening. It means everything to me. You are what the hell is up. And you're likely not afraid to ask what the hell is up if you're listening. Well, at least I hope that this podcast might encourage you to ask such a question. And I wonder, too, whether or not you are asking the question, if you are also rooted. Today's episode, simply put, will introduce this idea of being rooted. This season three of What the Hell is Up serves to ponder the subject of rootedness, while I embark on a courageous quest of discovering rootedness while asking what the hell is up. That is, staying ever so curious about this life, cultivating honesty with myself and others, Doing all of that while always dreaming of things beyond requires, I'd argue, rootedness. So I propose in this third season of the podcast, whilst indulging questions of curiosity and dreaming with artists I encounter, simultaneously inviting us to ask, what does it mean to be rooted? I chased down the by definition, is the part of a plant which attaches it to the ground or to a support, typically underground, conveying water and nourishment to the rest of the plant via numerous branches and fibers. Less directly defining a plant, root can mean the basic cause, source, or origin of something. For me, the root is the groundedness in a pursuit, the connection to a fundamental source of love which drives creativity and a connection to reality while the imagination of artful dreaming occurs. The prospect of rootedness emerged while I spent a few days of solitude at Whidbey Island in Washington this last summer. I'd been craving aloneness and a deep chance to reflect on the shadowy parts of myself that continued to creep out amongst those most close to me. 
last year before I put on the What the Hell is Up live show, I felt like I poured more out of myself and received more than I ever thought was possible. Then everything changed and I felt so much uncertainty with myself and how unrooted I could possibly feel. A whole deluge of emotions, sadness about my mistakes and all that I missed, uncertainty about my future, and a low sense of self bubbled out while I was out at my parents' property in Orchard Prairie. If you've been listening, you already know that I would get that way out there. Turns out that lots of people can feel especially vulnerable around their families. I came across the Ram Dass quote, If you think you are enlightened, go and spend a week with your family. I didn't get it. I thought I'd already gotten over all that shit. Amidst all the love I have for my family, I was so sensitive around them still. It's like I had to get even deeper to the root of myself and of where I'd been formed. Plus, I realized this unsettling truth that I didn't know where my home was supposed to be, where my roots were supposed to be. And I wanted to know that. I needed to know that. So yeah, in a dramatic eat, pray, love moment, I retreated to Whidbey Island to remember the love I have being by myself so that maybe I'd return to them more clear-headed, more ready to communicate about whatever was needed, and to see them as they are instead of anything else. Sitting next to a giant cedar on Whidbey, I wrote, I sit about 30 feet away from a 500-year-old cedar in South Whidbey State Park. One mustn't get too close as the soil might be disrupted or unwelcome species be introduced. Looking up at her branches, they curve and spindle wickedly and shield her crown. Her base almost appears to consist of multiple trunks, which have fused together. Traveling up, her bark stretches like moving rivers. She roots firmly into the ground as much as she reaches up. As she grows up, her circumference expands into nutritious soil. Her height requires stable roots, grounding. What heights might we achieve if we root even deeper and firmer? Below the ground, a root system likely thrives in symbiosis with neighboring trees and fungi, who eat away at dead things to promote new growth. Her height threatens none, due to her rootedness. I wonder if trees grow up, then out, or out, then up, or both together, never never separately. part of summer, nearing the harvest season, I tried my damnedest to root where I was, to get comfortable sticking to my routines without the structure of a relationship, a job, or my own private dwelling. Why would I change everything so suddenly? It's like I felt like I had to shed everything to prepare to unearth myself and root myself again, to imagine myself beyond what I'd done before, to break out of the boxes I had managed to confine myself in, and the boxes I'd perceived others placed on me, whether real or imagined, some likely fictitious conjurings of my own mind, but nonetheless convincingly confining. Plus, there was this heartfelt desire to see beyond my self-definition as someone to produce or work or care or fix, 
but instead someone designed just to be. All of it was also about shedding layers of myself to get to the root of myself. A friend of mine had noticed my inability to properly root. I texted her one day back in August to ask, what did you say about me being a seedling last night? She texted back, hmm, something like, if you're always floating in the wind, how will you ever root? She was right. I started to consider even more than before how to root. I read bell hooks all about love and thought about rooting in the right environment for my own growth and love. I started doing root chakra meditations, which I'll get into later. I read a poem at a quaint open mic at a friend's cozy apartment and was asked to then read this poem by Derek Walcott after being told I have a good voice for reading. The poem is called Love After Love. The time will come when, with elation, you will greet yourself arriving at your own door, in your own mirror, and each will smile at the other's welcome and say, sit here, eat, you will love again the stranger who was yourself. Give wine, give bread, give back your heart to itself, to the stranger who has loved you. All your life whom you ignored for another who knows you by heart. Take down the love letters from the bookshelf, the photographs, the desperate notes. Peel your own image from the mirror. Sit. Feast on your life. <sighs> I love it. Rooting has to do with being so in touch with the core of who you are without doing so in reaction or as a rebellion for another who may have hurt you. But being in touch with who you really find yourself to be at this moment, without being overly clouded by a false desire for recognition or some over-manufactured sense of self, but instead a sense of self that acknowledges the roots of our family of origin, culture, desires, our shadows, our core. The root of who you are might emerge when you are triggered or pushed out of your comfort zone, but another, perhaps brighter, more playful rooted self might emerge in comfort, one who isn't just responding to the trauma of a pandemic or the stress of sleepless days working night shifts or getting out a podcast episode on time, worrying about everything when you'd really like to just be creating. Because perhaps in moments of comfort, when you feel well-resourced, you might express the truest self, becoming ever so in touch with the root of yourself, and a bit clearer on the root of what you value. For me, and this podcast, rootedness looks like expressing myself truly, of promoting the work of people I believe in wholeheartedly, of approaching art with an honest critique, of always doing so with an earnest effort to combine playfulness with discipline but mostly letting my expression be about what I love. Because perhaps being in love and moving closer to the light of what I love to reveal myself also allows me to root. I discovered, looking at the willow tree in the yard at Orchard Prairie, who has shallow roots, best near water, that stretch out superficially, and while helping my mom harvest a few carrots and zucchini and watermelon, some ripe and sweet and others pale and not so sweet, that rootedness has several components. These are spiritual rootedness, like even getting freed up in this root chakra idea 
which is the first of the energetic chakra bodies. Rooting oneself in community. Rooting geographically, you know, like having safe and comfortable soil to grow in. Rooting into what you find to be true, even if it differs from the family of origin or community that you're simultaneously rooting into. It's not like it happens overnight. You might have to root slowly, bit by bit. But when I thought about it, I'd rather root deeply in myself and root deeply in community and my family and love, slowly, perhaps part by part, because I guess it can't be rushed. Still, there are a lot of different types of roots. Some are deep, others shallow. They still grow. But if I was a tree, I'd rather be deeply rooted at least before asking what the hell is up and transiently wandering like Alice down the rabbit hole. Back in Orchard Prairie, dreaming of being by water, I wrote again, rooting down in my brain, in my honesty with myself. At the end of the day, I'd never steered myself in too wrong of a direction. Brown earth punctuated with green shrubs where the wheat was meant to be. I wondered what it might look like covered in water, filling the fields up and up and up, till the almost tops of the trees were covered with the slippery memory of what I once wanted. There's a lot growing here now, but could I? Better to go off on my own for now, get used to the loneliness I thought I knew. If you remember who you once were, is that where you find the root? What if the soil was all wrong to begin with? Where and how and why do you want to root there anyway? We grow from where we choose to root. So I'd like to root well, then grow. Growing into what? Someone rooted in love and community and curiosity, in artfulness, hard, slow work, emotional awareness, color and playfulness. Transcending hundreds of centuries So this is sort of a rootitude, a rooted foundation, a rooting manifesto for this podcast, for this What the Hell is Up Season 3, Rooted. To be rooted means to connect deeply with original intent and to ground into that which makes you feel yourself. We are rooted in the values of the original project and intent. To have roots, we have we connect to people, place, spirit, art, and earth. Rooted in ourselves, in community, which is formed in proximity, digitally, spiritually, and familially, sometimes rooted in a physical place. While we dream about what the hell is up, we also stay rooted in our basic intent, inspired by what is beyond, not distracted by it, but deeply rooted in the present reality. How do you stay rooted? What makes you feel grounded and in touch with yourself, and then rooted in your community? I encourage you to reflect on these questions. At this moment, while I record this podcast in a hotel bunk room, surrounded by unfamiliarity, I'm simply rooted in, this Irish, in the Irish breeze, like an air plant, I suppose, just finding my nourishment where I go rooting into beauty and love for myself and a sense of curiosity and adventure. 
in attempting to root while not having any permanent soil, I can provide a few notes on how I've managed to root while traveling, in particular while on the island of Ireland. 1. Spend some time stretching when necessary. It doesn't have to be exercise, just a simple moment to feel your body and your feet on the ground. 2. Don't get a data plan so you're forced to just use Wi-Fi and enjoy being present while you're out and about. It's okay to get lost. Seeds have to fling themselves in the air before they manage to develop any roots at all. 3. Write about what you see, especially if you feel scared. 4. Take a few safe risks. 5. Eat fruits and veggies in addition to pints of Guinness, or my preference, which is Irish whiskey. But also stay well hydrated. Speaking of air plants, they are a great example of plants which successfully grow with non-traditional roots. Air plants do have roots, they just don't root into soil. Instead, they use their roots to anchor to another plant or piece of wood, non-parasitically. They absorb nutrients through their leaves and naturally exist in tropical rainforests. Seeing as I've been traveling about Ireland, not having a permanent place to live for the past two and a half months, I do feel a bit like an air plant. But I also feel like maybe I'm the offshoot of a plant that was propagated and I'm learning to find my roots and that I will find them soon. But most of all, I've just been contemplating all that it means to be rooted, especially in the things that I love. I think being in touch with what it is that we love and what we desire is another form of being rooted into ourself. I thought I would also just share a few things that I'm loving, which have been making me feel rooted. I discovered a new podcast called The Lonely Girls Podcast. This is such a fun, well-done podcast. It's by two girls named Rebecca and Madeline. They are artsy film buffs who discuss this media, like literature trope of The Lonely Girl and they question the whole time these different like cultural artifacts where the lonely girl exists. Um, they are self-identified lonely girls, and I realize now that I too am a lonely girl after listening to the podcast. I really enjoyed their episode about Twilight. They also did a great one about The Hunger Games um, and the movie He's Just Not That Into You. They're basically talking about this idea of like being a lonely girl who nobody understands. <laughs> um, because if you're listening, I imagine you might feel like that sometimes too. Or um, as an artist, we all sort of have that sense that we're poorly understood by the people around us. But this podcast is so cute and good. I highly recommend listening. I also loved the... Amazon series A League of Their Own. This is a television series about the American fo uh, 
American baseball, major baseball league of women that was going on um, in the 50s. And was it the 50s? I got to check that. Okay, a league of their own basically follows the All-American Professional Women's Baseball League of World War II. It's a super gay show. I've been trying to expose myself to, like, a bunch of more gay and queer media because I just have some really negative, like, connotations of being gay <laughs> that I'm trying to break down by watching, like, media representations of women-loving women. And this show is really brilliant, um, super cute. I've heard some people, like, weren't huge fans. Maybe I have a low barometer of show quality, but for me, it's hard to keep me engaged in a television series, and I was very compelled the whole time. Another thing that I had been loving before I came to Ireland was living on friends' couches and also just spending a lot of time in cafes. I'm feeling very grateful for community spaces um, and just aware of what it feels like to not have my own room and place to live. But I'm really grateful to friends and family who were so hospitable to me. And it's amazing how I've realized too the way that if you're feeling disconnected from somebody proximity helps, which is so obvious, but I think in this digital age, we feel like we have so much connection to people, but at the same time, unless you're physically there, it's really difficult sometimes to maintain that. So I think spending time just physically with people, my nieces and nephew, like feel felt very rooted. <laughs> Um, also, I'm loving that I was starting to get roots at my parents' place in Orchard Prairie, despite the fact that I am not a fucking fan of Eastern Washington. Um, my best friend noticed that when I'm there, I, I physically look glum. And yet, I'm starting to meet more people over there. Friendships make me feel rooted. And also, dancing in the yard makes me feel rooted which I also did. So that was wonderful. And fresh garden produce that my mom's been growing is lovely. I also had a chance to go to the Spokane Symphony with my best friend and my dad. And if you are a creative person, um, I highly recommend trying to get tickets to your local symphony. It was not super expensive. I think it was about $60. It's probably cheaper if you order ahead of time. And I know that a lot of symphonies also have like student discounts and maybe in big cities, they may have like sliding scale discounts. I'm not sure. But sitting in the symphony, I was so inspired by like the focus that it would take a composer to translate emotions into this beautiful classical piece. And I just found that it gave me a lot of space in my head to sort of like enter like a little bit of a meditative space while still being inspired by the music. I think that's why I love music the most. I love that you can just still be thinking about things while you're listening and it's almost like listening lets you get to new thoughts in your head. And I think because with a symphony there's no words, 
you can play in your head with whatever concepts and ideas you've been thinking about, which is wonderful. I was also really touched by the, the Spokane Symphony's mention of this woman whose name was Sandy Williams. She was a journalist and Black activist from Spokane, Washington, who unfortunately passed away back in September in a, cr- in a plane crash. But she did a ton of work to create opportunities and community for Black people in Spokane. Um, which if you don't know Eastern Washington, it's very conservative and mostly white. So I was really surprised to hear about this woman and also just really excited to learn more about her and what she did and how she kind of pioneered in Spokane. It was also just a really good reminder to me that it doesn't mat- it doesn't really matter where you are. It's important to look around and see who's there and see your place and where you are to try to root because even if you feel like there's a lack of something needed, it could actually be there. So if I was to be staying in eastern Washington, I would try to get closer to the work that was being done with this paper and this space that she opened. But it encouraged me to know that this kind of work is happening in Spokane. And I was really touched by the legacy that she she left. And she was also a big fan of the symphony and wanted to make it accessible for people because obviously you probably already know that symphonies and classical music kind of feels like a very white elitist space. But again, like I just think so many people would enjoy what the symphony can offer for your creative flow. Other than those things, I've been loving traveling in Ireland. I don't know if I should do a podcast episode all about this trip, but I've really been restructuring the way I approach my time, and I'm feeling so re-energized. People may say that it's not good to run away from things. However, if you feel like you need to get closer to yourself and you feel like something like a physical geographic change is needed to know what it feels like to feel fully yourself again, do it if you can. And it doesn't have to be something as dramatic as Ireland. I love islands, which is why I would choose Ireland. I mentioned Whidbey Island. Something about being surrounded by water is incredibly refreshing for me. I don't have any water in my astrological chart so maybe it needs to just calm down the fire and air in my chart Um, but I did grow up near water so I think it also feels very home to me right now I'm loving feeling a sense that I'm moving from a place of fullness rather than reactivity and fear not to say that I'm not scared because let me tell you I am I am My mom was here for most of my trip. We had an amazing time together. Again, also like just experiencing proximity with someone I love, but being outside of the routine was so, so good for us. And I loved spending the time with her. I feel like I'll never forget the memories that we got to make. But I told her like, mom, I'm so scared about what's happening next because again, I don't have a place to live yet. I don't know when I'm starting my job. 
I don't even know what's going to happen with this podcast. There's so much uncertainty, but it's beautiful to try to just be rooted in the present and really to like take it bit by bit, enjoying each second, even enjoying this, enjoying the uncertainty. Um, maybe it feels kind of nice to be an air plant if I remember not to compare myself to other plants. <laughs> uh, the song that you heard featured at the beginning of today's episode is called Year of the Horse by Spyglass. I met Spyglass at Madame Lou's a while back. She's busy working on a new album and is new to the Seattle area. I've included her band camp and Instagram in the show notes if you'd like to listen. This song in particular felt incredibly moving to me while I was reflecting on feeling rooted despite being so scared about the future and trying to find solace in the present and understanding of the past and take the present step by step into the future instead of getting overwhelmed by it. So this is Year of the Horse by Spyglass.
Thank you, stars, for listening. I'm excited to continue to share about my story of becoming rooted. Next week, you'll be hearing from an incredibly talented artist and record label who are rooted in values of friendship, smallness, and silence. Also, since I'm a little air plant and have been podcasting while on Irish time from a hostel bunk bed, I'll continue to be making a few changes to the podcast along the way. The song in today's episode was Year of the Horse by Spyglass. Intro and transition music is by Afterspace, whose beats you can find on SoundCloud. My podcast logo and promo art for Rooted is by Callan Moore, and my microphone design is by Aubrey McMichael. Recording, editing, and mixing is by me. Thank you, little taproots, for being with me. I'm so excited to stay rooted together. I hope that while asking what the hell is up, you will stay rooted with me. With that, I look forward to chatting with you in the next episode. Bye!